Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. My name is Winston Weber, and today I have Pastor Mike with me. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Doing well, Winston. It's good to see you, and we are fresh off of Shepherds Conference 2019, and today we want to talk about that because the joys of Shepherds Conference is that it's not, while it is directed towards pastors, we want to share with you how even people who aren't pastors can benefit from something like this because we're all trying to be more godly. We're all trying to be more holy. We're all trying to be more faithful, which incidentally was the theme of Shepherd's Conference. And so we want to help people understand why this is such an important event, why we take a week off in order to go to this thing. We had so much fun at Shepherd's Conference and we have a lot of different things to talk about. And so we actually are going to divide this podcast up into a couple different segments. The first one we'll be discussing the first day of the conference, which was a pre-conference called the Master's Academy International Symposium. And then secondly, the next podcast that we'll release will focus on the Shepherd's Conference proper, if you will. So first we have the Master's Academy International and Mike, just talk to me about the whole week first. Well, we were at that Shepherds Conference, and I'm telling you, God did uh, a great work amongst us, and it was great to be together. We had, what, 12 to 14 yeah, something like that. men with us uh, in our from our leadership, and I think it's good, actually, that we're sitting down a week later. You know, it, it ended last Friday, and today's Friday that we're recording this, and it gives us time to settle in. It's been marinating. It's been steeping, steeping, stewing, right? And so we've gotten back into daily life, and uh, it's been a busy week. And uh, and then you realize, wow, I was at this conference for five days last week hearing expositional preaching and singing the great songs of the faith. And I'm with thousands of brothers in Christ and most importantly with our ministry team from Grace Orange. And just being together all, all week long was rich. But, you know, it's, it's great to think about it now and go, OK, so how did this affect my life? But how is this going to affect the body of Christ at Grace? Exactly. And that should be our goal when we're going to any church event or whether we're going to church on a Sunday morning even. How is this going to change me in the future? Because we want to become more holy. And that includes Shepherd's Conference 2019. Now, the Shepherd's Conference theme was faithfulness. Uh, it was celebrating the fact that God has allowed John MacArthur to preach faithfully for the past 50 years in the same church, preaching to the same body for the past 50 years. Uh, I listened to somebody the other day who said that the average senior pastor length of time for them being at one singular church is 18 months. That's crazy. 18 months. So you're comparing 18 months to 50 years and what a wonder. I know you got to love longevity in ministry, faithfulness in ministry with the same flock over many years, this is the type of model that I was taught uh, Downey First Baptist at the church I got saved at and I first served at. And this is the kind of model we want to em emulate. We don't want to bounce around to different places. That's right. We want to dig deep with one group of people for as long as God has us there. That's right. So let's start at Monday. Now, Shepherd's Conference runs from Tuesday to Friday. This was actually a longer conference than normal. Normally, it's just three days. This time, it was four days. But they have a pre-conference the day before that is with TMAI, or the Masters Academy International. That's right. Tell yeah. me a little bit about TMAI, Mike. Well, I'm associated with TMAI. It's, in my estimation, the best mission agency there is because they solely equip nationals to pastor churches. 
And so they take seminary uh, to different locations around the globe and they don't go anywhere. They're not invited. And it's a process to get a training center up and running. And we're associated with some in South Africa and some in Europe. And they're really literally around the world. And so they do this this symposium uh, the day before Shepherds. And really, they bring in a lot of their international uh, constituency and, and then they invite the rest of us to come in too. And it's at a different location. Uh, they do what, five or six sessions yes, and, and they have, you know, men from all over the world uh, that are preaching. And let's talk about the one, the, the biggest highlight of the day for us. I and mean, it was an amazing day. Dr. MacArthur yeah. started off and we had many other great speakers, but I want to talk about Costi Hinn. Yeah. This is 34 year old guy who actually pastors down the road from us here at Mission Bible Church in Tustin. And you might recognize that last name, Hinn. He is the nephew of Benny Hinn. And he came out of that movement, out of the um, Word of Faith, Prosperity Gospel. There you go. And and he really, God saved him out of that. And Costi talked about getting two things right. And you know this, but it, it needs to be stated. You need to get Christ right and the proclamation of the gospel right. And, you know, he quoted Luther who said, wherever God builds a church, the devil will build a chapel. And how Satan is infiltrating church leadership. And we need a leadership reformation. And biblical illiteracy is epidemic. And it's rare to be faithful to the word in these days. People need to know what the Bible says. And so he took us to Acts chapter 20, talking about the elders paying close attention to themselves and to the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made them overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. And that's what we started last week's session with Alexander Strzok with, that very same verse. But one of the things he's talking about is the wave of false teachings and, and doctrines and this seriously global tidal wave of delusions. And he talked about two movements. The prosperity gospel was the number one U.S. export to Africa and elsewhere that poisons the gospel and basically makes God a puppet, and you're the puppet master. Um, and then the mystical miracle movement, NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, that deifies man and desecrates the gospel of Christ. Well, it was interesting to hear him because I wrote down some points because I think that we can kind of take a step back for a little while and look at the prosperity gospel and go, ah, you know, maybe they don't have everything correct, or aren't these just kind of superficial differences do we really need to be so aware? Do we really need to be so uh, abrasive to their teaching? And Cosi laid out five things, five things that the prosperity gospel does to the gospel and to the church. He says it poisons the, both the gospel and the church. It teaches that God is a puppet. Confession isn't about confessing your sins. It's about confessing the stuff that you want. To, yeah, to get stuff. Yeah. He said that he had uh, confessed that he wanted a Ferrari, and he got he got his Ferrari. Like just weird, wacko stuff. Right? Why and didn't he want a Lamborghini? I'm sorry. Whatever. I, Italian cars. I don't really care about them. Following Jesus won't lead to suffering. Is a, a, an a, a staggering one. Staggering. Right? We ha we have people all over the world who are suffering for the name of Jesus, and here they're saying. It's not going to lead to suffering. In fact, you're going to get everything you want. And so he, well, he laid right. that out. Philippians well. 121 says it's granted to you to yeah. suffer. And by the way, the Bible and, and 1 Peter 3 tells us this. It's guaranteed that's right. that you will suffer as a Christian. Yeah. And that's how God is going to shape you and, and mold you and sanctify you. Right. And lastly, he said that it tramples biblical prayer. Wow. It was disgusting to hear some of the stories that were coming out of what he was living 
and yeah. how God has now changed him from really a usurper of the gospel to one who proclaims the gospel. He says yeah. the money isn't as good down here, though. It's like instead of praying, God, your will be done, literally in that movement, it's what I want needs to be done. Yeah. What does that do? It sets people up for disappointment. It's a wrong picture of God. It's a false view of God. Yeah. What about the mystical miracle movement, the NAR, that deifies man and desecrates the gospel? And he, he names some specific people. You and I don't really like to name names, but in this instance, we need to, right? Absolutely right. Nowadays, it's like, oh, we can't offend anyone and we don't want to name names because we might step on someone's toes. Yeah. Well, he named names and I'm glad he did. Here's the kind of people you want to stay away from. Bill Johnson of Bethel and Kenneth Copeland and Todd White and Lou Engel and Michael Koulianis and others that are basically preaching a false Christ. They're not just you know, agree to disagree things. Right. No, we're off the reservation now. They're preaching that Jesus didn't do what he did as God. And so people like Benny Hinn and Bill Johnson and Todd White, it's like, no, we need to warn our people. Yeah, it was interesting for me because I kind of see a division between like the Benny Hens and the Paula Whites, those like they seemingly way off the reservation people and people like oh, Bill Johnson. I listen to Bethel music. Is it really that bad? But he pulled out quotes from Bill yeah. Johnson's book. That oh, my goodness. Completely heretical, talking about how Jesus gave up his deity to come to earth, that the powers that he did on earth were not his own. Right. That's and, scary. Well, and you can see some of the things that Todd White and Bill Johnson say about Jesus and about believers that are, are literally blasphemous things. Right. And just one last note, uh, it shows our need to understand church history a little bit more. Absolutely. None of this Calcinon. is new. Yeah. None of this is new. <laughs> right. These false teachings are just retreads off of heresies from the past. I mean, at the Council of Chalcedon, ontological canonic Christology was condemned. Well, that's the view that these false teachers right. hold. I think the, the most important thing we need to do, and Costi brought this out, is we need to pray we need to protect the standard for elders. We have to pay attention to sound doctrine. We've got to pro provide care for the hurting because people are hurt by these teachings and put emphasis on the eternal, not just on having your best life now. And we need to prepare to suffer for the gospel. We need to point out the danger. Call a spade a spade. Be unapologetic about it and preach the word. Keep on preaching the word and pass the torch on to the younger generation, to every generation. Yeah, that's very true. Thank you so much for joining me, Mike. I really appreciate you coming on and just saying how it is. This is a dangerous topic, and so I'm glad that we had people who can kind of address these things head on. And I hope that this has been helpful to all of our listeners today. If you'd like to get into contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. And just use that email if you want to suggest future topics or maybe you wanted to ask a question. We'll try to get to those on air. Other than that, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ordinary Church.